Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards Podcast, Season 3, Episode 5. About to tip off here today. It's a lovely Thursday here in Southern California. Sports guy Chris back with my good friend Mikey as always. Mikey, how are you today, my friend? You know, I'm doing quite all right, Chris. Awesome, How are you, sir? I am doing great. You know, the sun's out today. It's still a little chilly out there, you know, but uh, sun's out. The poppies are starting to, uh, you know, really pop up. Show themselves, yeah. Good, good. It's a nice time, nice time of year. Yes, it uh, is. It's really nice uh, for those folks up in Northern California yeah. right now, uh-huh. uh, uh, in the Sacramento region in mm-hmm. particular. So, um, you know, it's been a couple weeks since since we last, you know, uh, we're recording. But we're going to start today, guys, with the NBA. And then, you know, we'll shift over, talk a little bit of NFL, uh, where there continues to be, you know, dragged out quarterback stuff. But let's go back to Sacramento, yes. my friend. And yep. it is now official. Yep. The Kings uh-huh. going to be in the playoffs for uh-huh. the first time in how many years, Mike? Yeah, 16 years. 16, 16 years. years. Wow. Yeah, 16 wow. years it's been since, uh, you know, uh, they've been, have been in the playoffs. That uh, is uh, I mean, 16, cool. 17 uh, years out of the mix. That wow. They, they had. Yep. wow. They, had the, they had the longest streak uh, in all of professional sports. That's right. And now yeah. I believe it's, uh, uh, what is it, the uh, it's the New York Jets. The Jets. Now. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's the seven, Jets. eight years or something <laughs> yeah. like that that they've yep. been out of the playoffs. So yeah, um, and then I think it's the Buffalo Sabers, um, and then you know Angels, right. eight years. There's been other couple other teams. Oh, the okay. Hornets. The Hornets are the current uh, longest tenured team without a playoff uh, berth uh, in the NBA. Okay. So yeah, so you know, look, man, Sacramento. Kudos to you. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's been almost two decades since you've been in the mix, and you know, good for them. Good for that fan base. This yeah. team is, you know, I mean, this is kind of one of those teams that, like the Grizzlies of last year, um, you know, this is a team where, you know, you've got a really good mix of guys. It seems guys that really like playing for each other. They really like, uh, you know, and that's the key. They play for each other. Yeah. They play with each other. They don't just get along and run through the plays. They right. seem to genuinely, yeah. you know, uh, uh, like each other. The, the chemistry is off yeah. the charts. I mean, you know, you run into some of their stats, and I mean, you know, their their offense is one of the best in NBA history. Yeah, they're they look scoring unstoppable at times. Hundred percent, dude. They're 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 averaging almost 119 points per 100 possessions. Wow. Uh, you know, Darren Fox has come on really strong. He he's been playing incredibly well in fourth quarters and down the stretch. Yeah. Sabonis, I, I mean, he was a guy that you know uh, in Indiana who played. You know, who was it going to be? Was they were, were they going to keep Miles Turner? Were they going to keep Sabonis? What was going to happen? Right, uh, right. You know, they they you know the Pacers traded for uh, Halliburton, who's you know by all accounts played well he's in Indiana, good, and, right? You know, yeah, he's yeah. going to be a really good long term NBA point guard. But Sabonis just reached a whole nother level yeah, um, this yep. season. Uh, you know, playing him and De'Aaron the, Fox. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the you know the uh, great duo. Great duo. I mean, yes. look, and yeah. you know, pick and Sac- roll game. Exactly. Pick and roll exactly. Game. There we go. And look, and life. you know, Sacramento is one of those uh, teams that uh, you know franchises that you know they they have had a good run of of good point guard and and big man play. I mean, That's you know, true. you look in the early two thousands and you look at. You know, Vlade and Chris Weber and 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 Mike Bibby yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Jason Williams. That's right. Um, yep. You know, so Bobby Jackson. So you know, yeah. you, you've got uh, you, you've got a history there. So, but you've got all the peripheral place, pieces playing incredibly well there in Sacramento. So you know, I I'm, I'm stoked. My question for you, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Is okay. All that being said, sure. Uh, 
can they make any noise in the playoffs? Well, um, I mean, that's that's the question, right? You know, this this wide open West. Um, I think they can. They're forty six and thirty. Okay. Uh, looks like they're they're probably going to be locked into the three spot. You know, okay. they're five games up on the Suns with six to go, so they're not going to fall back any farther. I mean, they're two behind of the Grizzlies. Maybe they catch them. I'm guessing they're going to be locked in that three Third spot. spot. Okay. You know, and you kind of start looking down at the standings right now. Would be the Warriors. I don't necessarily like that matchup for the Kings, but you know that being said, the Warriors are just so. We've talked about this before. Yeah. You know, they're just so they win everything at home and can't win at all mm-hmm. on the road. So, uh, but the Kings offensively, I mean, they can score. That's for sure. The yeah. defense, you know, that that is the big question mark, which. I think, like me, like a lot of other people, just kind of causes me to pump the brakes a little bit. I think it's a big part of the matchup that they get. Look, if they are matched up with the Timberwolves or somehow a team like the Pelicans Mm -hmm. in that first round, I really like their chances. Now, if that becomes the Warriors, Clippers, or Lakers... I don't like that matchup for the Kings. Okay. Um, all three of those rosters are with are filled with seasoned NBA stars that okay. have won before in their career. Yeah, maybe not you know in the Clippers' case at LA, but you know Kawhi won in Toronto. Uh, you know Paul George didn't win a championship, but you know it was in some playoff teams with the Thunder mm-hmm. and back with the Pacers and so on. So I look at that and they're. Those matchups would be against experienced teams loaded yeah. with lots of playoff, right. you know, um, yeah, experience there. So I, it kind of depends on the matchup, you know. Okay. Like I said if they get one of those teams like the Timberwolves or, you know, the Pelicans, like I said, uh, if the Thunder somehow, you know, creep up, I mean, it's just all clumped together right there. You know, one of those teams, yeah, mm-hmm. I would pick them for sure, but I would pump the brakes. If it ends up being a Clippers, Warriors, or or Lakers, could they beat any of those teams? Sure, you know, right. absolutely. But um, for for a young team without really any of those guys really having any playoff time, and you know, just the, uh, I mean, the excitement of giving getting over this hump and everything. Right. But you know, the playoffs is a whole nother energy and a whole whole different beast. So, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, um, and just without the experience, and then. You know, are you going to be able to get some stops defensively down the stretch in these games? You know, right. um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they'll yeah, be yeah. able to do it. So, okay. you know, that that's my take at All least right. on them. Pumped to see them in there. I mean, they they could do some damage because, like like you pointed out, um, with those pieces they have, and yeah. everything's clicking right now. And right. offensively, they they do look damn near unstoppable sometimes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, great I mean, story. What are your thoughts? Yeah, what do you so, think? Can you think the Kings can can come out of the West? Can they? Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> yeah. You know, look, I, I I think that that crowd. I mean, Sacramento's always had, um, you, you know, especially early two thousands. I mean, the cowbells and all the the, oh, the yeah. ruckus uh, that the fans used to to cause there. I mean, look, they're they're going to have. Here's the, here's the thing. They're going to have home court advantage regardless of who they that play. That is true. Yeah. If they stay in that third spot, they're they're staying and they're a good five games up on the Phoenix Suns. So yeah. most likely, like you said, they're probably going to stay yeah. in that third spot, right? Barring something absolutely insane. Yeah. So they're going to have home court advantage, which means four of those first seven games are, or four of those games are going to be in Sacktown. Now, 
you know, I, I think that you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, they, they are going to be young. They're, uh, they are young, obviously. They can score the basketball defensively. Can they get the stops? Uh, you know, obviously Golden State hasn't played well on the road, but this isn't, mm-hmm. this is a bust ride. This is a puddle jump from the yeah. Bay Area yeah, to Sacramento. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. that's not a that's long, long commute. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, you know, that they can, the Golden State Warriors can play a game, go home, sleep in their own beds, and then come back in two days and play that, in Sacramento again. Yeah, like, that's a good they're point, not, point, you know, so. Yeah, that's a great point. You're going to have a contingent of Golden State fans that are going to travel to Sacramento, oh, yeah. you know, if that stays the way that it is right you know and golden state you know it it's really steve kerr and that team i mean look they had they had a couple good they actually won on the road they got feisty uh you know they they were going up Mm -hmm. against the the pelicans there you know the golden state warriors regardless of what their record is they still have steph they still have clay they still have (laughs) draymond Draymond, I, i mean you know obviously andrew wiggins is still an ongoing thing he's been away for the team from the team for a considerable yes. amount of time dealing with personal stuff that's and, right you know they yep. he's kind of been an afterthought unfortunately uh who knows what kind of condition he's going to come back in if he even comes back this season right um but right. going back to sacramento you know they have a they have a puncher's chance i think of of beating a team i i just think that when you look at the potential matchups of playing either you know the 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 warriors uh possibly the clippers uh the lakers I just think that, you know, the Clippers, they probably have the best chance against, I would say. I would agree with um, that. Just yeah, because, I would agree with that. you know, Paul George, he hasn't been playing. He, he, he got hurt. He, he was going to be out for, you know, a few weeks and they're going to reevaluate him. Yeah. Uh, you know, Russ Westbrook, he had a really good game here last night against the Grizzlies. Uh, a season high 36 points. Um, you know, he played well. Yeah, he you know, played Kawhi good, Leonard, right. yeah. you know, I mean, God, guy went from being arguably one of the best top five players in the game to kind of being an afterthought, unfortunately. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Which, I mean, if you're a Clipper fan, maybe you like this. You don't have all this hype going in. But look, I, I do think that if the Lakers are healthy, if LeBron's playing the way he did against Chicago, if Anthony Davis is playing the way that he played against Chicago here last night's game, or the way he's played over the course of the last several weeks, I don't think that Sacramento has a chance. Um, the Lakers' offense and defense is pretty solid. Um, you know, Golden State, they can flip that proverbial switch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Clippers, I think, probably are the most uh, just, I don't want to say inconsistent. I just have the most questions about them and their, the way they match up against the Sacramento Kings. And so for making the playoffs the last few years, they not any success correct, either. So correct. that's a team that still is looking for their own success. Correct. So I agree with you. I so, think that would be the best matchup. Out yeah. Of, out of so and and I think that again, you know, you're talking about a team in Sacramento that's going to have home court. So I, I think that's going to matter yeah. more against a team like the Clippers. But having yes. said that, it, it's still going to be you know we'll see what the matchups end up being. Sure. And then we can make our playoff predictions. But you know, look, I. Kudos to Sacramento. They oh, made it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know, totally. you know, later on we're going to get to, you know, not today, but, you know, later episode on we're going to get uh, to our kind of our end of the year awards kind of thing. Oh, look, yeah. Right now, Mike Brown has to be the coach of the year to go from a team that was lottery bound for the last 16, 17 years and now yeah. all of a sudden not just have this team in the play in tournament. 
They're but a they are a top three, three top, team. And they are going to be, in, too. Yeah. In the Western that Conference. Impressive. And they've held on to that. Uh, All year it's long, It's not yeah. something yeah. that they've, you know, that they've they've been kind of fluctuating. They've been in that top six just about yeah. the entire season. And like the so, Jazz, Pelicans. Yeah. Exactly. Blazers yeah. of all exactly. kind of. The like, Warriors. I mean, all yep. those teams have yep. kind of fluctuated. Oh, no, you're so, right. They've yeah, been man. like a fixture at three. Yep. The one consistent thing in the West all year has been yep. like them at the three spots. Exactly. So, so I look, I, I, I think that you know Mike nice. Brown coach of the year I agree uh, you I, know so yeah. I, I think you know kudos to Sacramento and all you Kings fans up there uh, throughout the universe congrats yeah, congratulations absolutely. on mm-hmm. making the playoffs mm-hmm. and you know I, I do hope that you at least make some noise and, and continue on with your good play um, the next thing that we have here when we come back from our commercial break we're going to actually or break here we're, we're going to run down the playoff picture we're yeah. going to kind of look at the various matchups how they're kind of playing out it looks like some teams are actually starting to finally settle in yep. kind of like what we yep. were talking about the Sacramento so when we come back guys we're going to run down a little bit of the playoff picture going on in the NBA be back after the break guys Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards podcast, season three, episode five. Mikey and I, of course, covered the Sacramento Kings being back in the playoffs, breaking that, you know, longstanding drought for longest American professional sports franchise to not be in the playoffs. They are back in. So continuing where we picked off or, mm-hmm. or, or left off there, Mikey, before yeah. the break, um, we're going to jump in and talk about that that playoff picture right yes. now, which has been, you know, of course, very muddled all season long in the West. Um, you know, but like you pointed out before we went to the breaks, some teams starting to settle in now and, and everything. But, man, it is um, it is still got a bunch of teams yep. grouped together down there. Your Lakers, of course, are right smack in the middle of that mix. Mm-hmm. They would be in the eighth spot right now. But I am very uh, interested to get your thoughts right now on the standings as well. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw what one other little tidbit in there to, as well, Mikey. Yep. So early this morning, I'm listening to the radio. Okay. I forgot the gentleman's name, but um, I, uh, a guy, sports writer from Boston, uh, Boston, mind you, uh, said this morning he felt like the Lakers oh. were poised to make a finals run. They, they Really? Uh, the way Wait. that they've been playing lately... With the uh, elevation of Austin Reeves, your trades, and LeBron coming back in, and AD playing at his current level, the Lakers could be poised to make it all the way to the final. So I just had to throw that in there from a Boston really? guy. From a Boston yeah, guy, huh? yeah. I, I did a double take, you know, just to make sure I heard that correctly. But um, that was that was uh, that was in fact okay. What had to okay. Say. Anyway, Mikey. Yeah. With that uh, added tidbit in there. What do you? What sticks out to you about these Western standings right now? Uh, what do you? What do you think here? Look, what do you think? I, I, <laughs> I, I think it's really hard, uh, regardless of of records right now, to kind of predict uh, uh, who's going to come out of the Western and, Conference. Yeah. I, I know Denver has the best record currently. You know they're sitting mm-hmm, there at mm-hmm. fifty one and twenty four. Um, you know, Jokic is probably on pace to win yet another MVP. I, I, I don't think. That there's much of a race at this point, even though Giannis is Giannis and, and Joel Embiid, but I think Embiid has tapered off way too much here at the end of the season. Yeah, they didn't play against each other here in this last matchup in Denver. Uh, Embiid sat out, so they didn't get a chance to play up against each other. But you know, regardless, not that that makes a uh, you know uh, makes or breaks somebody's MVP candidacy. But uh, That's true. you know, I I just I'm not entirely sure, man. I I, I think. 
you know, I don't know how much I trust the Phoenix Suns. I don't know how much I trust the health of, yeah. of you know, Kevin Durant yeah. or Chris Paul for that exactly. matter. I don't know how yeah. much I trust that defense. Um, you know, are point. they going to yeah. become, I know in playoff basketball, Chris, you know, that un, run and gun style of play, like with the Sacramento Kings play, you know, it slows down and you need an isolation scorer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously Booker and, and Durant can provide that, but you know, they haven't had enough time to me to, to really kind of gel and figure out what that's going to look like. Yeah, Buddy Williams is kind of have to figuring that out on the fly. And I don't know how that's going to bode come playoff time. Uh, you know, we talked about the Warriors here in the, in the last segment here against Sacramento. I mean, they, they're, all they need to do is go rattle off some wins. And next thing you know, you know, all their Jordan Poole's hot, Curry's hot, Clay's hot, yeah, Draymond's, de, you know, right, getting yeah. flirting with triple doubles, mm-hmm. playing, you know, good de- defense. And, you know, Kevin Looney is, is blocking shots and doing his thing. You know, your boy DiVincenzo is getting in the action. I, you know, Gary Payton, the second, like, you know, they just have a lot of guys and it's hard. And they, they have arguably, yeah. you know, one of the best coaches in all of basketball in Steve Kerr. So yeah, that's yeah. a really hard Great thing. Point. You know, if you look at the number two seed currently in the West, and most likely they're going to stay there, the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, look, you know, John Moran's finally back. Yeah. But I, 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 I can't help but think that somebody like, you know, Dylan Brooks is going to shoot themselves in the foot. He, he's going to be a hindrance to their playoff success more than a help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at his stats and it's ridiculous. I mean, after we just went off on him, you know, here not too long ago, an episode or so ago, we, you're right. You know, yeah. I, a friend of mine had sent me more stats. I mean, this guy doesn't do anything. Like he talks and he talks and he talks. Other guys that we mentioned, they do other things. They contribute things in the stat sheet. They contribute things that aren't in the stat sheet, but show up and hustle. Oh and play. yeah, yeah. All this dude is just run his mouth. I mean, him and Russell Westbrook were going at it here in last night's game. I mean, this is a dude that just distracts more than he actually does anything of substance for that team. Um, you know, and, and it's just, it's kind of a shame too, because Memphis was a team you wanted to root for. And now all of a sudden they've kind of become this villain like team. I and, agree, Mikey. And, I agree with that sentiment. And a I lot do. of they that were like that feel good. Like, like root for the young up and coming team right. last year. And I, you're right. Mm-hmm. That that narrative has, has flipped this year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're kind of like becoming this kind of like villain type team. Mm-hmm. And, you're just kind of like, eh, I'm already sick of you guys. Right. You, know? and you, you want to see him get yeah. boosted from the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you're like, that, eh, whatever. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the Clippers, I, I, that's such, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit. The Clippers are an enigma. I mean, you know, you, one game they play incredibly mm-hmm. well. Another game, you know, they fall flat on their face. Uh, you know, they seem to be doing okay. And, you know, they're five games above 500. Um, you know, they're currently in that fifth spot. But, they're only a game up on the Golden State Warriors. I mean, it's not like game and a half up. So, I mean, it's not like they're blowing it out. They could fall to sixth. Um, yeah. You know, I, yeah. Look, I, I've said this before. I, I said this in, in, in the episode that we had with our good friend Justin on here. Yeah. I, I think that there is a legitimate chance in the Western Conference that the eventual uh, uh, conf- or the eventual finals representative from the Western Conference could be coming out of the play-in tournament. Yeah, yeah, um, I you know, agree with you. Yeah. To the guy from Boston, kudos and thank you. I mean, look, you know, the Lakers, if Malik Beasley can get it going offensively, if he yeah. can start knocking yeah. down some shots, yes. yep. uh, that's going to be a huge difference maker for the Lakers. I agree, 100%. Um, you know, yeah. The way that that the way that Rob Polinka has retooled this roster on the fly and brought in guys that you know Vanderbilt, 
D'Angelo Russell, Beasley, Mobamba hasn't played. He got hurt. But, you know, the way that all these guys have just kind of fit in there. And then obviously, like you said, I mean, th- this this emergence once again of Austin Reeves, who's been doing this all year long, mind you, uh, you know, he it makes the Lakers a dangerous team. And you look at the way that the camaraderie and the chemistry is going on with this team. And it it is reminiscent of the bubble team that we had Mm -hmm. where guys were rooting for each other and everything. Mm -hmm. I think another X factor for the Lakers, if they're going to make a run at this in the Western conference or even to the finals is Hachimura. They got to get, they got to find a way to get him going. Uh, He was in the starting lineup when they first traded for him. You're right. Um, I I think that was more of a, like, let's get him acclimated to playing with AD and LeBron more so than an actual glimpse of him playing with the starting unit or starting. Um, I I think he's got a beautiful mid-range game. He's he's the kind of player that, with LeBron on the bench, you can go to for scoring opportunities. And with the way that guys like Schroeder... The way that guys, D'Angelo, Austin Reeves, they look for guys. So he needs to make himself more available. Darvin Ham needs to run some plays, do some things for him uh, to get him going in the mid-range game. That's a good Uh, take. Get some score. Get some Mm -hmm. scoring. Get him. If he can average 15, 16, 17 points, uh, you know, down this home stretch in the playoffs, I think that would be huge. Uh, You know, I I like the Lakers. I I mean, obviously I'm a homer. I'm a Laker fan, but... Yeah, I, mean, I like what the Lakers are doing. I mean, defensively, they've been solid. They, they've they answered the bell. They got beat by the Bulls at home. They went to Chicago, and they promptly, you know, the final score was not indicative of how well, how much the Lakers oh, beat the Bulls had, by. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were up by 19 yeah, points yeah, with, you know, yeah. a few minutes left yeah. to play or whatever. So, you know, I like I said, Minnesota, I don't trust Minnesota. Again, same kind of thing. Uh, uh, I don't trust them. I don't trust uh, uh, Rudy Gobert. I mean, you're going to end up in the same situation that Utah's found themselves in over the last several years, Chris. Yeah. You're, you, yeah. You're, are you going to play him down the stretch? If you play him down the stretch in a closed game, guess what? The opposing team is going to foul Gobert. And he, they're going to send him to the line. He's a guy that fades away offensively, uh, you know, in the playoffs. That's true. And yeah. so, yes, you have Cat sitting there. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, at this point in time, how much is he really contributing? Because he's coming off of a yep. very lengthy yep. absence. Um, I just don't know. You do have Anthony Edwards. He's a fantastic young player. Yeah, I just love think, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. You know, as currently situated, it's the Minnesota Timberwolves playing the Lakers for that 7th, 8th spot, uh, or for that 7th spot, rather. And, I mean, I've I, I got to think that it's going to be the Lakers that would come out on that one. I would think um, so, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're looking at the rest of it. You know, you're looking at the Thunder. Enough, like the Sacramento Kings, a very, a good feel-good story. A team mm-hmm. that, you know, was presumably in uh, uh, the mix for, for tanking. In the mix for uh Yeah, Wembeyama. yeah. Yama. did not expect um, them to be in the mix for the playoff right? tournament. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah Chris. So, no. you know, I mean, and yet here they are sitting at the 10th yeah, spot. yeah. Um, you know, and, and they would be playing the Pelicans. The Pelicans, I think they're a dangerous team, but mm-hmm. I think that they're a team that could, like, if you, if the playing tournament, if the, if it started today, and the Pelicans have to play the Thunder, the Pelicans absolutely demolish the Thunder by a gajillion points. They yep. go on to get that eighth spot, and then they promptly lose to Denver in four games. Yeah, like, I can I, totally I, see I think that, that that's, yeah. you know, yeah. or, or maybe a gentleman's sweep at four yeah. and one. I, I just don't see enough. No Zion. Yes, uh, um, 
Brand, uh, Brandon Ingram has played incredibly well. You do have CJ McCollum. Yeah, yeah. You've got some yeah. of those pieces. But once again, this is a team that has have yet to kind of proven that they can be trusted. Yeah. And they're missing Zion, and I feel yeah. like they played their best basketball a long time ago already. You yeah. Know, I mean, I, it was early in the season, but they were in the one spot at one point, you know, when, mm-hmm. when, when mm-hmm. things were still getting going. But, yeah, I mean, it was like 12, 15 games into the season, and they kind of went ever yeah. since, and now they're just kind of hanging there. They're not right. really getting above 500. They're kind of just like, eh. So yeah. I'm with you. It's kind of like, well – not really not really improving at all. And you right. can make the argument they've already played their best basketball, which Correct. you don't want. You right. know, I, versus your Lakers, they are playing their best basketball right now, you could right. argue, as far as a full team standpoint, people right. being healthy and all that kind of stuff. Offensively, defensively, everything kind of coming together at the right time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're right. The Thunder, uh, good story. Like you said, didn't expect them to be in this position. Don't expect them to do much, yeah. you know, um, even really to get out of that play. And if they somehow do, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a sweep, you know, but most likely by the Nuggets or, you know, whoever they would draw out of that. Yeah. But, you know, so my, the one other team that we haven't hinted on that oh, is, yes. is you, you know, and I got, <laughs> I, I would, I can't wait to get your take on them. The Dallas Mavericks, who Mikey, you know, in their last 10, they're 3-7, and seven, which is one of the worst marks in the West, um, which has allowed them to be passed up by all of the teams we just talked about. Um, you know, you, you look at that last 10 performance, and, you know, only the, the Spurs and Trailblazers have worse records in the West over the last 10 games. So, okay. you know, that's allowed them now to slide back to the 11th spot and mm-hmm. even out of the play-in tournament. You know, they're only one game back of the Thunder, but... Mm-hmm. 37 and 40, three games under 500. You know, wasn't that long ago that they were what in the sixth spot yep. before the Kyrie Irving trade? Yep. Um, dude, what I mean, Jason Kidd, we we like him as a coach and everything. I what's going on in Dallas, dude? What do you make of what's going on with the Mavericks right now? Could we really have the play uh, this playoffs without Luca? Not even in the playoffs, yeah, right? Or or Kyrie for that matter. Um, look, you know, I I think that uh, there was a NBA scout that was uh, not on record, uh, not put on record, so no no name uh, mm-hmm. NBA mm-hmm. scout that said uh, that you know. He doesn't have much uh, uh, factual. He doesn't have statistical evidence to necessarily back this up. Okay. Apparently, but he said just watch the tape and recollecting and, and thinking about the times the Lakers have played the Mavericks and so, and so forth and watching highlights from the Mavericks games and whatnot or watching them when they're on nationally sure. televised games. The scout said that Luca is by far the worst transition defender in all of the NBA. Okay. When your main guy. Yeah. Is yeah. is is not very good in in stopping the ball and in getting back tra- you know defensively, uh, you know that's not going to to bode well for you come you know the the, the stretch run of the season when that's you're competing point. for yeah. a playoff spot, yeah. and you have to start leveling up at least sort of in yeah. in your especially in your defensive intensity. Because, you know, come playoff time, you know, uh, obviously we all know things become a little mm-hmm. bit more phys- physical. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. refs swallow yeah. their whistles a little yep. bit more. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so as talented and as, uh, you know, gifted as Luca is offensively, defensively, I mean, look, look, Chris, it's not, I don't think it's a surprise that the Dallas Mavericks have tanked the way that they have and because... They traded away two of the most dynamic pieces that this team had, yeah, offensively yeah, and defensively, right? to get Kyrie, and mm-hmm. and that was 
you know, they, they ended up trading Spencer Dinwiddie, who mm-hmm. was an excellent combo guard, could play good def- defensively, and could give you enough scoring that it made teams stay honest on you. Um, and he was big enough that he could guard multiple, you know, he could guard both guard positions. He could even guard some of the, like the three and D wing players. Yep. And then on top of that, you had uh, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, who was mm-hmm. arguably the best uh, defender on the the Dallas Mavericks. To get a guy that's, you know, six foot one, what, six foot two, Kyrie Irving is, a guy that's not necessarily been known as a great defender, it's not a surprise that the Dallas Mavericks have slipped this far. Uh, you know, that's on their front office. Um, you know, you, you even had Kyrie here last night, night before or whatever, t- basically saying like, you know, they're, they're a dumpster fire that, you know, they are not a cohesive unit. Um, yeah. you know, and granted you, you, you make these changes on the fly and you're getting rid of key components, uh, you know, that were critical in your run last year. Now you don't have them. You don't have a training camp. Practices are minimal. So you, you're having to kind of work on the fly. It's not fair for Jason Kidd. Plus you had injuries. I mean, yeah. to start off, you yeah. had, you know, one guy playing, the other guy not playing. Yeah, so it's it was hard to kind yeah. of get develop any kind of cohesion yeah. or chemistry. Plus you got two guys that dominate the basketball. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. How many times yeah. have we seen this not work? Uh, uh, more yeah. times than you've seen it work. So and that's of the last couple of years have been yeah. a great example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, look, I, I, I think... This is just going to raise more eyebrows. It's going to elicit more, you know, rumors about, uh, you know, Kyrie to the Lakers or Kyrie's going to walk. And that's going to be the sad thing is that the Dallas Mavericks basically have, you know, kind of like what we've talked about, about the Rams in football, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, a team that uh, difference is the Rams won a Super Bowl, but the, mm-hmm. the Mavericks mortgaged their, their present and their future for an immediate uh, uh, thing and uh, you know it's not going to pan out and it, and if and if Kyrie walks as a free mm-hmm. agent this season mm-hmm. or after the season they'll have nothing to show for it yeah they'll have a perennial MVP candidate in Luca with some decent pieces but nothing resembling uh, the roster yeah. that they had last year and and I know. This this was difficult to do, and that's why he's on the Knicks. But the one guy that you probably yeah, really needed Jaylen to Brunson. keep, who bailed you out last year in the playoffs over and over again when Luca was unavailable, was Jalen Brunson. Uh, and oh, by the way, had a, a massive game like your whole team did in that Game Seven demolition of the Suns that got yeah. you to the Western Finals. Yeah. You got to make a way to bring that guy back because clearly you had something there. You, yeah. you had your you had your one yeah. B to Luca's one A, if you will. You know the guys up and coming. And when guys can take a step forward in the playoffs and all of a sudden they're scoring 40-point games in the yeah. playoffs and winning those games for you when they weren't doing that the regular season, that should be a sign. Hey, th- th- these young yeah. guys are progressing great. Maybe right. we should hang on to this guy. Correct. This could be a cornerstone for Correct. us. Instead, they let him go to the Knicks. And then to your point, they trade away the other assets they had to bring in a quick fix guy who hasn't worked in that role. The last time he was successful was with the Cavs with LeBron James and doing it by himself. It hasn't worked. We've, we, it's not like this, that wasn't established for a while. Celtics, Nets for multiple seasons. It's proofs already in the pudding, right? So now we're kind of seeing that happen here. One last question before we move off of the, the Mavericks and shift over to the East, Mikey. Yeah. What you got? Real quick. Does this at all hurt the perception of, how 
great Luca is because Luca, I mean, consensus was maybe top top two player, top three for sure, along with Giannis and and maybe the Joker going into this season as far as most talented guys that everybody would pick to start their team around. You could have any guy in the NBA. You know, Luca's name's always at the top of the list. They might not even be in the play-in. I, I get that he can't control the front office moves and all that other stuff. But does that take does that hurt that kind of uh, you know perception of Luca being one of the top three in, in the league right now? What do you think? What do you think? Uh, well, you know, I I think that it's um... might not necessarily be a fair question for Luca, but hey, this is what happens. All the stars have to deal with this, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, you know, I was just trying to look it up here, uh-huh. but like, I, I mean, it feels to me like this season in particular, uh, Luca has missed slightly more playing time, or at least, uh, you know, um, yeah. So it. it Oh shoot! I, yeah, it, it, I'm just thinking that he's missed way too much time this season, and and I think one of the things that was kind of starting to bubble up that you started hearing around, uh, uh you know, the talking heads and whatnot, in a lot of you know uh, online sources and stuff, was you know Luca's playing shape. I mean, this is a guy that's not exactly doesn't uh, okay, look to yeah, be in the yeah. most physical. I mean, despite his. He's not overly athletic, but he's crafty, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's got he has to be ripped, but at the same time, you know, his conditioning, uh, you know, that I don't know if maybe he's gonna have to go back to the drawing board a little bit. I mean, look, certainly he's gonna have to work on his defense and become a little bit better earnest defender, uh, work on maybe some some of his footwork defensively. Um, you know, I, I think that if Kyrie stays, then maybe they have a full, you know, training camp and whatnot. And maybe during the off season, if Kyrie were to re up with the Mavs, you know, they can go and they can hang out and and play some basketball and and do some pickup games or whatever they need to do to kind of help develop some of that chemistry. Uh, because Luke is a good enough shooter that you know, if Kyrie were the primary ball handler or at least the ball handler in certain situations, mm-hmm. that Luca could spot up and shoot the three. Uh, I mean, Luca's also a relatively bigger guy, so he could also go down on the post. He's crafty enough that he can make some things happen down there. Watch him film a Kobe, man. Like, watch him, you know, sure. and his footwork down there in the post. Uh, I get it. That's not exactly the way the NBA's played anymore, but you got to take advantage of where your mismatches are. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if, if Jason Kidd and the Mavericks are doing that. Um, whether or not it hurts his perception, you know... I think, unfortunately, in this scenario, the finger pointing is going to be directed at Kyrie. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Unfortunately, um, just because, you know, I mean, he's just been this dark cloud that's followed him wherever he's gone in the post-Cleveland days. And even in Cleveland, it's not like he left sunshine and rainbows. So, um, you know, I I don't think it's going to hurt Luca that much. I I think he's just, he's been hurt, man. He just, he's been playing hurt. He's been missing games. It's just not been... to the your most point, consistent. He he's missed fifteen games this year, and that's okay. not including the games like you said. You just said that he was that he played through injury. Maybe he was only eighty percent well, you know, playing well. Stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they're five and ten without him this year. I mean, they're only two games above five hundred with him. But like you said, I, I think he broke that down, you know, um, nicely. I mean, all of his other numbers are pretty much on par with his career so far this year. Yeah. He's he's 
he's not dropping off anyway. Right. Um, so I, I just I wanted to get your quick yeah. take on that. You know. So. Yeah. No. I mean, look. I, I think he's a fantastic player. I mean, he's still young. He's been playing professional basketball since he was like four, 13, 14 years yeah, old. Yeah. So he's ridiculous. like a seasoned so, veteran. You know, you think about it. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, this dude's played ten years professional basketball, Crazy. and you know that's. To be able to do what he's doing on the NBA level uh, mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. superior talent, then, you know, I mean, it's impressive. It's just a matter of can the front office in Dallas put together a team around him and, and yeah. either mask his deficiencies defensively or, you know, because offensively, I think with Dwight Powell, with Bertans, I, I think that they have enough, uh, you know, pieces to stay competitive. It's just this year has just been kind of a fluky season and making the deals that they made. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think helps him. I mean, Tim Hardaway, you know, you got Reggie Bullock. Um, you know, I think you got Christian Wood was a big free agent yeah, you know, guy right. that they picked yeah. up. And, yeah. and it just he hasn't work. panned out either. Yeah. I mean, this dude's kind of, you know, fallen out of the rotation. Uh, you know, they're, they're just going to have to go back to the drawing board, unfortunately. And, and if you let Kyrie walk, then, you know, you're maybe able to, that'll give you money that you can free up to, to, to look for other people. Sure. Um, I, I don't know, I, but I don't think it hurts. It. I really don't think it hurts him a right. whole hell of a lot. Yeah, he's still he's still Luca. Right? Yeah, he's I mean, still Luca. Yep. Scored yep. fifty on any given night. Yep. So, all right, man. Yep. So let's let's shift over to the East now. Okay, you know, we let's broke do down it. the more like gooped up West. You know where yeah. it seems wide open. The East, yep. okay, kind of doesn't seems very much the opposite of that, mm-hmm. right? The East seems very top heavy this year, in particular. I think you look at the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Sixers. Okay. The Cavaliers are right there as well. They've been in the four spot most of the season. I, I would put them up in that mix. You know, yep. uh, Donovan Mitchell has played very good this year. You know, and then you've got the Knicks sitting there, interestingly, at five. You know, that two years ago had the great kind of breakout year. Last year took a step back. This year kind of coming back again now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, 44 and 33. Not sure if I'm a believer in them or not, but, you know, we'll get you your take on the Knicks in a second. Then you okay. have the Nets, post-Kyrie, post-Kevin Durant, yep. still hanging in there. They're in number six spot right now. Yep. You know, six games to play. You know, they're only one and a half up on the heat as far as, you know, that seventh spot and, and being in the playing tournament. But enough of a cushion. We'll see. Maybe they're able to stay out of the play-in, which I think would be huge for that yes. team with no KD or Kyrie to... To just not even have to worry about that. Right. Um, you know, so interesting. I, you look at those playing teams. I mean, you know, Miami was the one seed last year, I, I think, with their coaching and so on. But, you know, they've lost three in a row. Not really the best time to be doing that. But the, the rest of those kind of playing teams, kind of like, eh, the Hawks, Raptors, Bulls, you know, not... Yeah. Kind of like, eh, whatever. Right. And then you have the Wizards who are still alive. You know, they're only two back of the Bulls, which is which is a little surprising. Uh, Orlando, probably out at yes. this point, you know, four back of the Bulls. But still, I, I think at 32 and 44, a little bit of a surprise. They right. they really yes. made some improvements this year. But Absolutely. when it comes to the playoffs and everything, I, I mean, for me, I don't know. I, I look at those top four teams and... Again, no disrespect to the Cavaliers, but I, I, I would I would assume it's going to be either the Bucks, Celtics, or Sixers that come out of the East this year. 
Mikey, what what are your thoughts there? I mean, do you see, do you like anybody else outside of that top three that could possibly make some noise? Um, um, and, you know, I don't know. What do you think of the East, my friend? Yeah, so I think at this point in time, uh, you know, with only a few games left to go in the season here, I mean, I think it's Milwaukee's conference to lose. I would agree with that, yeah. Um, my question is, is yeah. as good as Giannis is, as good as Holiday is, mm-hmm. Um, I think the Bucks are only going to go as far as Chris Middleton can take them. Okay. Um, you know Chris Middleton. I mean, you know Chris Middleton's got to. He got to be relatively healthy. He's got because you know you're gonna teams are going to be looking at Giannis. They're going to be obviously you know the familiarity between Milwaukee and Boston and you know sure. some of those teams yeah. is going to be there. And oh, so yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean. What, what, you know, yeah, you could send Giannis to the line 20 times and he might make 11 out of those 20. And sure. then you lose that game, you know, the Bucks lose that game by three points, you yeah. know, or something to where, you know, maybe he makes a couple more free throws and, you know, you win that game. I hear that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, I, but I think it's Milwaukee's to lose. I, I, I think I, I, I disagree with you as far as Cleveland is concerned. Okay. I think if I had to take a look at the top four teams, it, it, take, Milwaukee, Philly's out of it for me. I can't. Okay. I don't trust Philly with a with a ten foot pole. Um, Boston, I'm concerned about because they haven't played particularly great basketball as okay. of late. Yeah, they seem to let off the gas a little bit. Um, you know, and granted, you know, maybe that bodes well for them just because you know people kind of like the Clippers in the Western Conference. Maybe people are not really paying as much attention to them. Okay, uh, but look, Philly is a pretender all day, all night. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what any talking head says about this team. Joel Embiid is probably one of the more overrated players in the NBA. Yeah, I'm not gonna uh, argue. I don't think you know. I mean. It, yeah. it, it, at this point, I read something, uh, I think it was in the power rankings on, on, on dimemag.com, and, you know, they were talking about Philly's record and, and, and whatnot and Joel Embiid and, and Harden playing hurt. And I'm like, okay, I everybody's playing hurt at this point in, in the yeah, season. Yeah, when and, you've got, only got a handful of games left, everybody's playing hurt. And everybody's for Philadelphia, yeah. when are they not playing hurt? They're always playing hurt. They're always they're playing never, hurt. They're this never, always, yeah, this yeah. has always been their thing. So I, I just, I don't trust, I mean, look, I don't trust Doc Rivers. I don't trust James Harden. I don't trust Joel Embiid. He probably will have a great playoff run. He, he, they, depending on how he plays versus how Jokic plays or whatever, there's going to be people that are talking about how old Embiid should have won. I mean, now after Mm -hmm. complaining the entire year about him not being in the conversation for MVP, all of a sudden this dude is like, I don't care about MVP. I'm looking at a championship. Well, that's not what you said. I mean, <laughs> I, just about anybody can go on a Google search and look uh, up times yeah. where you've complained or tweeted or anything yeah. about, you know, the, the playoff conversation or the MVP conversation. Excuse me. I don't trust the 76ers. I don't trust Doc Rivers. This dude has not made it out of the second round in God knows how long. I don't trust them. They're pretenders. They've been pretenders. They will continue to be pretenders until proven otherwise. The one thing that I think about the Cavaliers is the Cavaliers strike me as a much better defensive team but very similar as the Sacramento Kings. I mean, this is a team yeah. that offensively 
Donovan Mitchell has been an absolute revelation for them. I mean, you know, he, he got traded for and he's tied, I believe now with LeBron James with the opportunity to pass LeBron James for the most 40 point games in a season for the Cavaliers. I think, wow. uh, or wow. maybe he's like one game behind. I think LeBron has 11, he has 10, or maybe wow. they're tied or something. Okay. With a few games left to go, God only knows this dude could break LeBron's record of yeah. most 40-point games in a season for the Cavaliers wow, in his first season. In his first year? Wow, with the Caps. That's so, impressive. You that's know, impressive. You, you, you look at Evan Mobley, you look at Jaron Allen, you look at Okoro, you look at the guys that the Cavaliers have on that roster, you look at the fact that they are probably criminally underrated in comparison to some of these other teams like the 76ers that get all this noise. Oh, I I, 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 I think yeah. that, you know, Karis LeVert, I mean, you, you just... It's a good team. Uh, you, you've got a really it's good a team, on, team there, and, and you've got guys that can get things done. Uh, you know, they don't really, uh, you know, I mean, look, they're they're ranked in, a, uh, you know, opponents' points per game. Uh, they're first at 106.7. So, you know, they, they, they're, they're really good. Everything else, they're kind of not particularly great out. They don't score the basketball a whole hell of a lot. They're 24th in the NBA. But it doesn't. I mean, their defense, their defense is where it's gonna it's gonna get it done for them. Um, you know, I I just I like the Cavs. You know, at home they have a ridiculous home record. It's actually you know better uh, than the 76ers. Um, it's thirty and eight at home. Uh, oh, okay. On the road, they're eighteen and twenty one. Um, you know, they're seven and zero, and they're undefeated in overtime games. They're seven and three in their last ten. Um, I I just. You know, twelve and three in their division, thirty-one and sixteen in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, I, I I like this team. I like the Cavaliers. I like what they're doing. Um, I I don't trust the 76ers. I would flop them. Um, okay, that's my that's my thoughts on those teams. Look, you're I'm, right about you know this. You made a you made a good case for the Cavs. Thank Ricky, you. And they're a scary team, dude. Thank I, you. I will say this. I uh, that is the team. I'm I'm more scared about the Cavs and the Sixers when it comes to my Bucks, and without a doubt, you know. And you know they, they we're two and two. They, yeah. they we split with the Cavs this year, so we won the first two. They beat us the second two. We haven't played since like mid January, okay. so you know it, yeah. it will have been a while if, if in fact we do meet in a second round potential right, right. playoff series, but. Um, yeah, man, I'm with you. Um, you, you, you actually just sold me on the Cavs over the Sixers for sure. And one other thing that, that while you were, you know, breaking that down, you yes, know, but I you mean, just, it, it, the Sixers are actually nine and five without Embiid this year. So, I mean, it not again, not to like, apparently he doesn't care about the MVP anymore, but how, how can you really be the MVP if your team is still like winning two out of three games without you in the lineup? Isn't that supposed to be the big thing? The right. big thing, you know, while if you take the guy off the team, they'd be terrible. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I doubt that if, if Joker had missed, you know, 15 games this year, um, Denver would be, you know, five games above 500 without him in the lineup. Yeah. I highly doubt. Anyway, yeah. back to back to dude. Yeah, so uh, take you know, on the East. I I I think that uh, you know Cavaliers. They're ranked number one in defensive rating um, ahead of your Bucks. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I think that they're just they're just a scary team. Um, you know, uh, when it comes to that, uh, you know, I the New York Knicks. Uh, go, we'll go to talked about Boston yeah, a little bit. Seventy yeah. Sixers will pass on Boston. You know, well coached. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. um, uh, good roster. Uh, I, I just, 
I, I think that they're going to be scary. I think they're going to make some noise. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they got booted in the second round, depending okay. on their, you know, how, how the playoffs match up. Sure. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't know if their heart's in it the same way this year as it was last year. But they could start to catch fire, and next thing you know, they run through the playoffs. I hear you. you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I broke, I, I talked about Philly. I think they're pretenders all the way. The New York Knicks are interesting because kind of like, you know, they had a bad year last year. After a good season, the previous one, and you know now they got Jalen Brunson. Julius Randle is playing at an yeah. All Star level. Yeah, um, that team as a whole is playing incredibly well. Josh Hart is fitting in well there uh, after the trade mm-hmm. from from Portland. Uh, you know, it, it's a it's a. I think they're a dangerous team. I, I think they're a team that's going to potentially make some noise. They're a team that's going to certainly. Ruffle some feathers, I think. Yeah, um, I think you're right. You know, I don't know if I trust them to go the distance. Yeah, um, but I could, eat, I could see the New York Knicks uh, making some noise and, and winning some games. Brooklyn, hey, you know, you're lucky that after all the turmoil that has existed in that for that franchise this season, they're lucky to be in sixth. Um, you know, right? Miami could sneak up and steal that spot from them, depending on uh, where Brooklyn is at. Or how they how they play. I mean, mm-hmm, they're four and mm-hmm. six in their last ten, so they're only they're not much better than the Heat at five and five, right? Um, you know, but you know, look, if the Nets are able to, to hold on to that sixth spot, or hell, even move to seventh, um, you know, I think that the, that'll be a win for them. Yeah, um, because I, I totally agree, man. After everything, and you know, that's not to say that you know, they already shut down Ben Simmons for the year. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, this this dude is. Uh, I, he's just an enigma. Um, you know, the Miami Heat are probably the scariest team for me out of all of the teams currently in the playing tournament, Chris. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just because of, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, very well coached with Eric Spolstra. Kyle Lowry, I think, is kind of the difference maker or an X factor there because he's been in and out of the lineup. He just turned 37 years old. Uh, you know, he he's... Not a guy that's had a you know the last couple years has not played healthy. Okay, um, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I do worry about that a little bit, you know. And guys that you know in the last couple years, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, guys that have been heroes mm-hmm. for the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they just not they're non-existent this year. That's a good point, right? So, yeah. But yeah. again, you know, come playoff time, anything is possible. The, the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, you know, five and five over their last ten. Um, you know, they're pretenders as well. I, I yeah, think I totally agree. Yeah. Trey Young, again, kind of like Joel Embiid, I think he's an incredibly overrated player. Um, I, I think kind of if Luca's one of the best, you know, or the worst rather, uh, you know, transition defenders, then I think Trey Young is just one of the absolute worst defenders, period, end stop. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the Raptors... I, you know, uh, Nick Nurse, great coach. Uh, you know, that roster, great young talent. Um, they could probably steal a game or two if they can make it out of the play-in tournament uh, and get that eighth spot. Um, but, you know, seventh or eighth spot, I suppose. But, I mean, look, do I trust them to go very far? Nope. Uh, probably, again, maybe one or two wins. Uh, maybe get a win on their home floor. Uh, but beyond that, not much. Chicago Bulls, they'd just mm-hmm. be lucky that they that they made the playoffs after the year that they've had. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 so and like you said, I mean, maybe the Wizards catch up to the Bulls, um, you know, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, the, it really is. You absolutely hit the nail on the head at the very top when you were ta- breaking down the Eastern Conference, dude, where you said that like 
unlike the Western Conference where a team could very well come out of the play-in tournament or yeah. a lower-seeded yeah. team come out of the West right. and represent in the finals, the Miami Heat, or sorry, excuse me, the Eastern Conference, it's going to be a top five team that's going to be coming out. It yeah. is not going to be one of these bottom-seeded teams. I agree. It's yeah, going to be I totally think so. <laughs> there's going to be some fast uh, moving, uh, uh, you know, four O's, four ones in the <laughs> right Eastern in the Conference. East, yeah, and in, in the, the Western, West area, there's going to be some six two, and seven game three. series, yep. and, and, and it's going to be gnarly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I think. That's nice, what I think man. about the Eastern Conference, man. Um, I, yeah, dude. I, I just I, there's some teams I just don't trust with the ten foot pole, and uh, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I, Guys might have good games, good series, but yeah. is it going to be enough to get to win you the entire thing? No. Yeah. All right. That's where I'm at. Well said, brother. I Thank agree. You. And, Appreciate you know, it. to your point on my bucks, I do, you know, obviously missing Middleton last playoff, last year in the playoffs was a big, you know, big, yeah. big loss, you know, hard to replace. So I agree with you. They, the bucks are going to need Middleton, you know, they, they have assembled a deeper team this year, yes. and they can, they they have some other options to turn to for scoring. But you know, Chris Middleton and his shooting ability certainly is something that they will need. And hey, you know what? Even if it's a seventy percent version of of Correct. Chris Middleton, that's better than the, than no Middleton at all being available. So yeah. even if he's good for sixteen to twenty minutes a night and can come in and hit those couple of big shots in the fourth quarter that you need um that that's that's all we need you need him, really. you need his so. just you need his presence you yeah, need, exactly you, you need yes. his presence because yeah. just the threat of him being out there on that floor next to Giannis is is enough totally, to, to you know I don't think there's going to be a team in the playoffs that wants to potentially go out there and be like yeah Chris Middleton here's all that space <laughs> yeah, right you know and and, yeah. and you know so it's gonna it's gonna cause some concern so nice. you you have to have him out there um Cool, guys. All right, well, we've broken down uh, the NBA. We've gone through the both conferences. We've talked, broke down, excuse me, the playoff picture as it currently stands. Um, you know, we're going to take another seven-week break. When we come back, a little bit of NFL news. Um, you know, there, there's a little thing, little things that have kind of popped up here, and uh, we're going to go through that uh, here real quick. So when we come back after the break, we're going to touch on that. See you in a bit. Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards Podcast, Season 3, Episode 5, moving right along. Of course, Mikey and I took you through, you know, all of the playoff, uh, you know, pictures in the NBA, how the standings are looking right now in both the, the West and the East. Of course, talked about the Kings being back in. And now, you know, before we wrap up today's episode, we're going to flip over to the NFL, of course, and still kind of quiet overall. You know, we're, we're still almost a month away from the draft, um, you know, and there's still some big name quarterbacks that we're kind of waiting to have some deals completed, but you know, that's what we're going to touch on today. So Mikey, of course, you know, the, the Lamar Jackson saga continues on there for Baltimore. You know, the latest news of course was him requesting a trade at the beginning of the month. Obviously that didn't happen. Instead, he got that, that franchise tag, the non-exclusive one Mm -hmm. teams aren't jumping in to negotiate yet. Of course, if certain teams, I suppose, don't get a quarterback they want in the draft, that could very easily change if this is still going on, you know, after that point. The Ravens continue to want to be committed to Lamar. It seems to me yep. Lamar is done with Baltimore. It really does. It seems like he wants out one way or the other and wants to go somewhere else. 
Um, you know, I even saw yesterday, I didn't dive into it too much because when a rapper is reporting things, I, you know, but Meek Mill apparently, um, you know, uh, let Robert Kraft know that Lamar is interested in playing for the Patriots, which, uh, honestly makes a lot of sense to me. I, I, I mean, I think New England could use a dynamic playmaker. I mean, especially in that division, um, okay. you know, no disrespect to Mac Jones, but, okay. um, you know, that would, I think, really elevate them. They, they're already very good special teams, very good defensively um, with an all-time great head coach. So, I mean, what are you missing? You're missing somebody that can be a dynamic playmaker for you. Okay. You know, maybe, maybe that's a fit. I, I think there's some other teams in the NFC that fit better, but anyway. Okay. Dude, what do you think? What do you think the big, the biggest issue is here? Is it? I mean, there's been some injury concerns the last yep. couple of years. The numbers have gone down yep. versus you know that MVP year from a few years ago. Is it? Is it the fact that he's unwilling to budge from the guaranteed money thing? Is it him being his own agent? Is it a factor of all these things? I mean, there's so much going on here. Dude, what do you what do you think is going on with Lamar and why ultimately? Um, he's in this situation right now. Well, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Bill Belichick came out here and put the put the kibosh real quick on the idea of him going to. Oh, okay. Uh, the, All right. The uh, the the, um, Patriots. the Patriots. Yeah. So I think you can uh, you know toss that one out. Um, I mean, granted, it could be smoke and mirrors. Look, this guy still thinks that Lamar Jackson. That is. Yeah. He's he's still thinking in his head that he's it's it's you know a few years ago when he won the MVP. Yeah, I mean yeah. you know you're you're a few seasons now removed from that. Uh, you haven't even the last two seasons or so you haven't even finished in you know uh, uh, you haven't even finished a season, uh, let alone finished a season where you've been in the conversation for MVP. So I can understand if you were a top three quarterback, regardless of conference, I can understand, you know, you were a top three quarterback in the NFL period out of 32 teams. You were a top three, top five guy and you consistently put up those kind of numbers. And here you are just kind of at a, at a stalemate with your team. I can understand that. I can understand maybe, you know, wanting some more money, wanting guaranteed money, wanting those kinds of things. But the thing is, is that this isn't this isn't new. Like, they, they, what is going on? What is playing out currently? This is what played out last season, and yeah. and allegedly, yeah. you know, uh, he could have possibly played at the end of this season, but he chose not to because of his contract situation. Yeah, there's some weird. And stuff And if there's with some the truth to that, and, then yeah, I know. I mean, you know, what's going on between this dude's ears? And it's no wonder why there's not. A handful of teams out there that are interested in a quarterback that are trying to trade for yeah. this guy. Mm-hmm. It's no wonder. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're snatching up guys that are perpetually hurt, like a Jimmy G, regardless of the fact that he did go to a Super Bowl yeah. and he's a serviceable quarterback, you got guys like Sam Darnold still getting jobs. You, you got, yeah. you know, in fact, he's he's going to be rumored to be the the day one, you know, starter for the Niners. Like, it, it just. It reeks of like, dude, you need to take a long, hard look in the mirror and understand the situation that you are in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. understand that I would I would assume that there's a lot of contingent of, of Ravens fans that are like, get rid of them. Just just get rid of them. Like, don't yeah. like just let them walk like whatever you can do to rid yourself of this guy. 
rid yourself of this guy. I mean, this is a franchise that won two, you know, two Super Bowls uh, with with you know Joe Flacco and Trey yeah. Dill for a quarterback. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're the Ravens, I, I think you're right, Mikey. I think this is a team that 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 goes, hey, we've been honestly a successful, well-run organization ever since we've been in Baltimore, right from the get-go. Right, we've always been in the mix, and during. Hey, during the Tom Brady and Peyton Manning era, we managed to sneak in there and win two of them with with guys like I just said named you know Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer at quarterback. Yeah. So, granted, I mean you know Flacco gave them some of the 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 best road playoff performances we've seen um, in, in a long time. But that being said, I mean there you go. I, I think this franchise looks at it and goes, "We get it. You're you want all this guaranteed money because the Browns screwed up and gave it to Deshaun Watson." But you know, I think I think what Lamar, to your point, does have to realize is the other thirty-one franchises aren't going to follow the Cleveland Browns suit. You know, the Cleveland Browns aren't going to be leading the way. You know, I mean, the Cleveland Browns' decisions over the last however many years. I mean, let's be honest; they got to a playoff game what two years ago, looked Mm -hmm. pretty good, and they've been a dumpster fire ever since then. Um, So, which is kind of like what they had been all those years before. So nobody's going to look at what the Browns have done and be like, yeah, we're going to mirror that. Everybody knew that was a horrible contract when they handed it out last year. Absolutely. That being said, is Lamar in the right to go for some guaranteed money and everything like that? Yeah, of course. I mean, he does have a list of of accolades, but the problem is, is you're, you're requesting so much guaranteed money when you produced, you know, 20 total touchdowns last year before you got hurt, the numbers were good. 17 touchdowns, seven picks, three rushing scores, decent. Mm-hmm. But 20 total touchdowns in 12 games is eh, in today's NFL. I'm not trying to take anything yeah. away from that, but it, you know, it's- Patty Mahomes was scoring 50 total touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers is scoring, you know, not this last year, but the couple <laughs> years before that, 40, right. 50 touchdowns. So. Right. You know, you look at it and you go, okay, the, the plays decline. He's been hurt each of the last two years. And it's just just a weird it's a weird thing going on. And I feel like what, what's happened here in Baltimore is this, right? I feel like, you know, Lamar really wanted to get his deal done before last season. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted to try and get that extension done. Baltimore did too, but they weren't about to obviously they had a number in mind yeah. that they weren't gonna do, right? So you go into this year, I feel like Lamar was playing with a chip. He was pissed off that mm-hmm. that deal didn't get done, and he made him pay for it at the end of the year. You know, that if he got hurt, he hurt the MCL in the knee. Initially, mm-hmm. everything that mm-hmm. we were told by the head coach, you know, anything else, that that was going to be a two- to three-week injury. So that turned into five weeks. He didn't play the rest of the regular season. Okay, you know, they're already in the playoffs. They're just going to shut him down and get ready for the playoff game. Playoff game comes at Cincinnati. Now we're six weeks down the road. Yeah. Not not going to play. So now, and then you kind of, you start to go, okay, well, what is it then? I mean, if right. this was a two to three week injury and you're yeah. at six weeks now and this is a playoff game yeah. and you're still not going to play, it's like, it felt like it was him making Baltimore pay for right. not paying him, right? Right. And then it wasn't until he's ruled out for that playoff game, then it comes out, well, the injury was actually worse and all this other kind of stuff. And it just seemed like, eh, I don't know, maybe you're trying to make them pay and you're making a career, you know, move decision to, right. to, to you know, elongate your career or what have you. But 
that leads to the point then, okay, I can use that. Uh, you know, you guys were so horrible right. offensively without me down the stretch. I can use that as a bargaining tool. Yeah. And, but if I'm the Baltimore, I turn around in these negotiations to say, hey, man, you know, we were one quarterback sneak fumble away from beating the Bengals and yeah. moving on in the playoffs without yeah. you. So, you know, they can look at it and go, I don't know, man. You know, we really weren't that bad, actually. So there's this big golf, and I feel like right now the Ravens and Lamar are just playing this game of chicken with each other. And mm-hmm. like, okay, who's going to budge first? Who's going to budge first? Because it's clear he it, does not want to play on this tag. And it's clear that the Ravens have already dug their feet and made the decision, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, okay, I, I, do you really want to carry this guy into your team next year knowing he's disgruntled and pissed yep. off? Yep. If I'm the Ravens, I don't want to go into next year with that going on because even though the, the $32 million will be a bargain compared to what other guys are getting, you don't want your top player to be disgruntled and angry. Right. You know, yep. like, they, n- nobody wants that. Right. Like, that's not going to work. Yep. And then it, it's clear Lamar is done. He doesn't want to be in Baltimore anymore. He asked for a trade. He wants to go other where. You know, yep. little leaks are coming out. Hey, I wouldn't mind playing here. I wouldn't mind playing there type of thing. So, to me, this is really interesting to see how this works out because I don't really see how, to despite where everything stands with the franchise tag and the lack of interest from other teams at the moment, it, it all signs point to, well, if he's going to play football this year, it's going to be in Baltimore. But really? Like, yeah. really? Yeah. He's done. He doesn't want to play there anymore. Yeah. And Baltimore, like, you're a good run franchise. Do you really want to do that? Do yeah. you really want a disgruntled guy? You know well, I mean? I mean, you know, interesting that we're, we're talking about this. So, you know, looking some stuff up that, you know, apparently just a few hours ago. Okay, yeah, uh, let's hear it. I, know, want, I want uh, some new theories. On, on MSN.com, mm-hmm. uh, apparently the theory or the, the rumor or whatever, whatever you want to call it, has been floated out there that he's not going to play at all here. Uh, it's basically just going to be a stalemate and no other team's going to trade for him or or make an offer for him. Uh, he's not going to report to, you know, to Ravens camp. He's, he's not going to do anything having to do with, with the Ravens until he gets what he thinks he's owed. But we've been saying this now every time we've talked about this dude that, you know, there's clearly not a market for you because if there were you would have an offer sheet. You you would have something. The Ravens would have something that they could then use and say, okay, well, yeah, we'll match that or not right. match that. We'll let you walk or whatever. Uh, and 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 you know, he's. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't see how the when you have other guys that are willing to be, you know, that are second stringers, third stringers, you know, first string quarterbacks or one point in time where the number one guy and now all of a sudden they're the two or three guy and they're willing to just sign on with the team just cause, because they can, because they're serviceable, because they're not a headache, because they're good locker room guy, because they're, you know, whatever. And you have a former MVP, you know, Hey, you're not going to, you're going to go with the cheaper option as a franchise, even if that's just a a, a stopgap measure. You're you're you know look the the Lamar Jackson has absolutely no leverage. Again, we talked about this at the top, man. I mean, we're talking about a yeah. guy. It's not like he's finished in the top five. I mean, if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, or if you're a Ravens fan, even you can be you can look to the Kansas City Chiefs rather, and you could say, look, Patty Mahomes just played a Super Bowl on one ankle. And yeah, you, yeah, that's at a your great point, point. Yeah, to your Mikey, point, you, yeah. you had a two, three week uh, injury with your knee and, and it doubled up, tripled up the amount of time it was supposed to take to heal. 
you had a chance to come back in the playoffs and be a hero and possibly earn the contract. Had they won that game against the Bengals, had they gone on and made a run and possibly to a Super Bowl, win or not, then maybe you've got a little bit more leverage. But guess yeah. what? You chose yeah. to be a, a, a you know pout or whatever it is and and stick it to them, stick it to them. Well, guess what? There's 31 other teams that are watching your behavior. Yeah. And and I'm sorry, dude. You're gonna find yourself out of this league. At this point in time, God only knows. He probably is not even going to be putting on a football jersey this next season. Wow, there you go, Mikey. Mikey, you, you know, coming in with a nice take right there, my friends. You know, let, letting it letting it be known. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, look, it, it kind of seems that way, right? Yeah. Like he's not going to be putting on a uniform this year. You know, I, I know – you know, he tweeted out some things and, and, you know, I, I, whether that is really what happened last year, as far as the knee injury and all that kind of stuff goes or not, I don't really know. You know, I mean, you know, if you, you I know he tweeted some things out, I think it was yesterday or what have you about, you know, Hey, I, if, if my PCL is not a hundred percent and I go out there and I, I, and I can't play at a level to help my guys, how is that selfish? I get all that, you know? Yeah. And I get the guaranteed money aspect. I mean, you know, these guys don't have, You know, yeah. they don't have a long career. You, you want to make yeah. sure that you're, you've got security. I get all that. But the problem is, yeah. is that this isn't your first rodeo yeah. doing this. And, and then, you're, yep. and, 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 you know, you can't blame it. You can't blame this on the Browns. You, 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 you can't, this, this is, this is a bed of your own making and you have to lay in it. And, yeah. and, you know. Yeah, I, I I've well, got nothing else. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's it, not too many people are going to have sympathy for a guy making millions and millions of no, dollars, asking for and, more and, money, right? And you and missed when, the last five games of this year, and yeah. you actually missed the last five games of the year before yeah. as well. So yeah. it's hard, it's hard to all of a sudden be wanting a massive pay raise if 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 you don't you don't even know you can close out the season, right? Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense to me. And then I think part of the bigger reason why other teams haven't come in yet at least is they also understand that they can make an offer but then the ravens have the right to match the offer so they don't want to do the negotiating for the ravens essentially you know and negotiate his new contract for them so the ravens took a risk by doing this but um it 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 was also a smart business decision on their end so you know they're not again like we've pointed out they're not going to follow the Cleveland Browns business model yeah. when they've been running their business pretty damn good for the last 20, 25 years. Yeah. So um, great points there, man. I, I'm with you at this point. I don't see Lamar playing for Baltimore. So it's going to be interesting if he's got a Jersey on at all. It, this will be fascinating to see how this plays out. Yeah, so I agree. You know, um, you know, the only other really quarterback to talk about, you know, we, we know Rogers eventually is going to land with the jets. I, I you know, it, it, to clear up a couple very quickly, quick, you know, sticking points there. It sounds like they've kind of worked out the money aspect okay. of it to make it work. Um, and f- at least from Gutenkunz's, uh, you know, uh, comments the other day, the, the Packers seem willing to not have to get that first round pick in this okay. year's draft pick okay. number 13. They, they'd be willing to accept a second round pick. But if they do that, then they're going to need a second rounder in next year's draft that has some different attachments to it from what I understand you know I think some of the bigger ones are from what I heard if the Jets um, advance to an AFC title game next year or they host a playoff game 
uh, or and or Rodgers comes back then for a second year with them, that pick in any of those three instances would be elevated to a first-round oh, pick. Okay. So I think Green Bay, either way, it, it, look, if they're going to take two seconds, that next year's second, they're going to have something built in where that could become a first. Yeah. And that way they can at least say, hey, we didn't get a first, but we it might turn into a first Correct. based on right, right. if this works out for the Jets, it's going to work out better for us. I'd be okay with that, yeah. to be honest. I want a first-round pick, don't get me wrong, but yay, two seconds with one of those possibly becoming a first, I could live with yeah. that. You know, yeah. So that's where we're at there. Um, the other quarterback, man, you know, you, you yeah. had some interesting stuff for me before we hit record, but tell me about the 49ers here and, and – uh, Sounds like the owners come out. He he's yeah. endorsed who he wants his quarterback yeah, in the future. Yeah, you know, to be. I, I just saw a little blurb and it was talking about the Niners owner basically saying that you know once Brock Purdy comes back from his injury, he's the number one guy there in San Fran. Uh, Sam Darnold's just a stopgap. That you know, it sounds like you know uh, Lance is once again you know playing second, third fiddle uh, there in the Bay Area, and uh, you know you you made these moves, you know. You, made the trades to get move up yeah, to, yep. to, to take this guy and mm-hmm, only mm-hmm. to not have him play. And then, you know, you, you started Jimmy G and you did all that kind of stuff. And then this last year, I get it. You know, you, you started off with him. He got hurt after the first couple of games and then, you know, you moved on to Jimmy G and then Jimmy G got hurt. And then, you know, you had to go with Brock and, you know, and then Brock goes yeah. in there and, you know, plays as well as he did. So, you know, I mean, look, it, it's it's kind of an interesting thing to watch. Um, you know, it's kind of unfortunate. Um, you know, it, it's unfortunate that once again, this guy, you know, in Lance is not able to show what he has. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, at least Jordan Love there in Green Bay has the opportunity. Yeah, potentially that's true. Yeah. That, yeah. that that door is ever widening for him to to come in there, yeah. and, you know, yeah. to take over that spot in Green Bay and start the Jordan Love era. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas. Every time you think, oh, yep, Trey, it's going to be – nope, just kidding. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just an interesting thing. It'll be an interesting development. Um, you know, Shanahan, of course, playing, you know, Switzerland and, and kind of just smoothing everything over. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, well, they'll have a, have a chance to compete. To compete yeah, exactly. That, regain that, that you know. uh, But when your owner, when the guy that signs your checks is the dude that's out yeah. there saying, like, yeah, I, I don't yeah. – it's Brock Purdy. You know, I mean, it's just – there's obviously the money aspect to it, you know, yeah. but – I, I kind of fly it, it, with the with the intention that like okay yeah, we're paying Trey more money let's put him out there and see what he can do we know we have Brock Purdy yeah. in our back pocket yeah. uh, let's see what Trey can do at least see what he can do on our offense see what he can do over the course of longer than two games sure before we make a decision you know entirely I, I yeah. mean I just I get you want to maybe pay the cheaper guy but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. That's just a tough position to be in. But that's that's what I would want. I mean, if you're Trey, you you have to take this as an opportunity to just you know, yeah, grab right, the bull yeah. by the horns and and show you know the Niners brass yeah. what what they traded up for, and you know show them that they didn't make a mistake and yeah. and leave you know Brock Purdy wishing that he was out there on the field. But yeah, you know, yeah. I mean that's that's where it's at. So well said. That's man. all I got. You, um, go. you know, nice. hey, dude, it's been a great episode. Today. Absolutely. You know, man, it's always it. it's always yeah, a pleasure. Yeah, uh, running down this stuff. Uh, yeah, guys, when we come back. Uh, you know, in our next episode, obviously we'll have a little bit better picture, if not a complete picture of the playoffs for the NBA. Yes. Um, yes. And where teams are actually going to be matched up with. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll have some, you know, developments in the NFL. Uh, and, yeah, and, yeah. And player you know, movement there, you know. Maybe, Who knows? Uh, a certain-
certain Packer uh, quarterback will be maybe, a Jet. Yeah, maybe, absolutely, maybe not. Absolutely. You know? Maybe we'll have more clarification of who the number one pick in the draft is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the meantime, uh, you know, one quick thing. It is opening day for Major League Baseball. It Baseball is. is back. Yes, The yes, pitch clock era has arrived. It has. Yeah, uh, you're right, Mikey. You know, yes. and uh, Garrett Cole, the starting pitcher for the New York Yankees, started it off breaking a New York Yankee opening day record with 11 strikeouts. Wow. Uh, and and Judge actually hit creamed a 400 plus feet uh, home run in his first oh, wow. at bat. So oh, wow, um, wow, there you go, Aaron Judge starting the yep. year Aaron out Judge right out, away, right wow. out the gate. So uh, good luck to my Dodgers. Good luck to uh, his Brewers. And uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, you got anything else to in closing there, Chris? No, not really, man. Just you know, of course, uh, NCAA tournament. We've yep, got Final yep. Four this weekend. That's you right. know, I mean, being in Southern California, shout out to the five seed San Diego San State Diego Aztecs. Aztecs. Yeah, moving through it. 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 Uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't St. Mary's. It wasn't UCLA. It wasn't USC. Nope. San Diego State, my friend, Aztecs. the Florida Atlantic Owls as a nine seed. The uh, yep. only the third time a nine seed has reached the Final Four. Impressive. Miami Hurricanes came back yeah. down against Kansas, came back 12 mm-hmm. down against Texas in the second half. Yep. They're there for the first time in school history as a five seed. And then, of course, UConn uh, just demolished everybody as a four seed to get to where they're at. Yep. But, Mikey, the first NCAA tournament in history Without that a one. top three seed oh. hasn't been there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was the first tournament in history that a, a number one seed didn't at least make it to the Elite Eight. So wow. no one seeds made it out of the Sweet 16. Wow. So Well, I mean, I think that I was talking about this with a buddy. I think that's just indicative of how good basketball has become. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. you've got a lot of these guys that want to play. And, yes, they yep. could go to Duke. They could go to Kentucky. Yeah. They could go to North Carolina, but, you know, considering the amount of competition there is for that yeah, starting job, yeah. uh, why go there and wait a year before exactly. I can start where I can go to one of these mid-major teams yep. or whatever, where I can yep. start, where I can develop, where I can, you know, uh, uh, you know, maybe start yep. all four years, yep. perfect my game. And and I think you're seeing that uh, quite totally. a play out um, yep. with a lot of these guys. So, you know, hey, kudos to those four teams. Uh, go San Diego State. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to your point, you know, the transfer portal now, yeah, guys can just transfer. Right. And and then the, getting rid of the, the goofy kind of one and done. I mean, yeah. you know, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. So the same group of programs don't get all of the top guys. Yep. And then nobody can transfer. They have to sit out a year. Now it's different. You yep. look at these teams, and for the most part, they're experienced teams. So yep. guys, they went and they hit the transfer portal, got some of those guys that weren't playing at some other bigger schools. They come in. Takes them a year to gel, and in their second year, some of these teams, man, they they, they look good. They look really good. Yeah. So, but to your point, you can't be up on Gonzaga. They did. Yeah. They did. It's yeah. it's made that college basketball product just a lot better all the way across Correct. the board. And uh, you know, parody all the upsets. That's what we love, right? Bro? Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Yep. All right, guys, there we go. We will uh, we will see you again soon next week, most likely for our next episode. Uh, that's it, man. I got nothing else. All right. Sounds good. Balls and Beards podcast, season three, episode five in the books. See you guys next time.